Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Hey, everybody. This is Craig Ackerman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Houston Rockets. What's up, everyone? This is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on a Rocket. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Rams and Ali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Will, a.k.a. Bias Houston, king of Rockets Twitter. This is Chucky Brown, former professional NBA basketball player for the 1995 NBA champion, Houston Rockets. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. What's up, Rockets fans? This is Hollywood Don Knock, host of the Launchpad podcast and the legendary Rockets Twitter spaces. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player. Ah. Four, three, two, one. We have ignition. And you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And of course, with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Hmm, a little change in the intro. Just a little bit, just a little bit. A little less, a little less words for you, for your boy. A little less words <laughs> I gotta say now. Well, you know, I... It, it, it's uh, if you're listening to this now, then you must have already seen announcement. our announcement. Woo-hoo! So yes, we have moved um, our former company, and we have moved to Apollo Media. Yeah, Apollo Houston. Yes. What up, Apollo? What's up, fans? What's up, everyone? <laughs> We're repping Apollo Houston now, just like we said in the beginning of our pod, and I, I I'm just, I, I'm so elated i'm so happy uh i you know i think we're both echoing the same sentiments from from ourselves we're just excited for this opportunity that apollo has taken upon us but i first and foremost i I just want to take this opportunity just to give you know just a few shout outs a few thank yous first of all just from people just from the from our former podcast network people that helped us out from then but i just want to give shout outs and thank yous to space city scoop first of all for being the host site for us for letting us be there a uh, rockets podcast big shout outs to nevin Lindbergh, uh the site manager of space city scoop that's one of the gm's boys he loves them that that's that their, their baseball banter is is next level <laughs> that's um, my guy man <laughs> <laughs> uh shout outs as well to fan cited as a whole for uh employing us we really appreciate that big shout outs to the minute media podcast network for letting uh for letting us kind of be their their rockets podcast as well um one of 150 plus podcasts that are in that within that network range so be sure to check them out if you already haven't they have a ton of great podcasts out there and one last shout out as well to uh Cripsy lanos our partner during our time there that she was basically the partner that got us uh hired there she's been kind of like our our in between our go in between person she's been so helpful she's been so great she's been so gracious from day one to us and you know we just really appreciate them for being the ones to take a chance on us you know, first the first time when when no one was really you know there was nothing really biting at that point for us mm-hmm. that they were kind of like our first uh, media sponsorship which we were very appreciative of but those are my thank yous uh, from from myself but what else do you have to say GM in regards to just kind of like thank yous and shout outs from anybody else from that from that time I just want to piggyback on that and say thank you to everyone that helped us along the way in regards to our time with Minute Media. You know, it was a wonderful time. It was very fun. You know, Nevin's our dude, man. It's our boy, man. Nevin was, he was extremely supportive. And I just want to thank you personally for always having our back and taking care of us while we were there. And, you know, who knows? Maybe one day we'll all be able to work together again. But I mean, we could still do pods together. We just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We just won't be <laughs> under the co-workers. same umbrella. Yeah, not same in the technical company. terms. Yeah, so I mean, umbrella. you know, it, I think it's a it's a beautiful thing. We're we're just very happy and excited to make this move and move this podcast and give it another step forward in the direction of what we were what we are trying to take it. And you know, shout out to our boy Taylor. 
Yeah, Taylor Pate. First and foremost, right? Yeah. Taylor Pate for taking care of taking care of us and bringing us in and valuing us in the sense of being the not there. Sorry, Apollo's pop. Rockets podcast. Sorry, yeah. I can't even get the words out. I know. I know. You you see I was I was like you're getting there. You're almost there. Come I'm on, almost come there. On, come on. I know. And it was li- and we have liftoff. I did not stick the landing. No, you did not. That's a that's at least a six six and a half. That's a six point five landing. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's higher than five, so I'll, I'll rate it above average. But I, you know, I, from my perspective, anyways, and and all of this is when you have a podcast. Um, sorry, I don't mean to be a. I don't mean to be what's that word uh what's what uh, what's that word when you're looking when you look within yourself i can't remember what they're called introspective i don't mean to be introspective but just to take it two seconds into an introspective moment here you know when you have a podcast but you want to make strides in in your podcast um to continue to further yourself you you can't plateau Mm -hmm. you have to try to continue to push whether it be the content, the sponsorships, continue to seek your growth in any way that you desire mm-hmm. to in regards to that. And in regards to us, you know, Apollo saw us as kind of like that that landing point for them that we kind of have similar priorities in a sense of what we're trying to accomplish Absolutely. here. And, you know, I'm, I'm just excited at this huge opportunity just, just for us, you know, to so, you know, I'm going to give a big shout out and thank you, obviously, to Taylor, you know, being the first person to reach out to us. And, and big thank yous to uh, owners Josh and Dez as well for just for wanting us, for actually personally wanting us. It was it, it felt good. It feels good to uh, know that our podcast is being looked at and being uh, and feeling that that we're you know that that we're reaching across towards the people of houston and they see that and that's why they wanted us to kind of be within their network on their team and you know i appreciate that but Mm -hmm. in regards to that gm you know how long you know we can we can let's pull back we can pull back the curtain slightly uh how how long has this process been (laughs) oh man i don't even know it's been a minute right it's been a minute it's been been, it's been i don't know we went through through quite a lot of this has been in the works for probably like I don't want to give it too much no, of a timeline, no. but I'm just going to say that... It took a minute. It took a minute, but th- there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, there were logistics that went on in regards to both sides, but at the end of the day, we are here now, and that is what matters. We have reached the end game, as some would say. No, no, not the end game. No, this is just a, this is another step in our podcast, and we're taking that next stride. It's not end game. There's never an end I game with our I just meant end game in the sense of uh signing on the dotted line oh yeah that's yeah. what i meant i i meant like that in that regard not let let me clarify yeah you i was know, like sorry endgame come on man no you know shout out to the avengers but no um but after that anyways yeah yeah i'm yeah houston I, rockets yeah no it's all it's all about it's all about the rock you know that that's what we're just trying to accomplish here is just being yeah, the absolutely. houston being our houston rockets absolutely. podcast and continuing yeah. to push that envelope so as we are kind of you know as we kind of ease our transition into apollo media and apollo houston um we're going to be pushing more content out through youtube and we just started our youtube so we're going to slowly start expanding that we're going to be creating more videos mm-hmm. uh, which we did we released our very first episode on video which was episode 99 with john jordan uh the winner of the the OBL tournament in Houston, we went ahead and posted that. So that now you can not just uh, listen to us, you can actually watch us in all our laughing glory and, and, and all the goofy shit that we do. And you basically kind of just get to see that firsthand. But there's going to be so much in terms of content that we're going to be pushing out here. And a you know, and, and that's why the partnership just works out because Apollo has the same ideas, the similar ideas as we do, and Absolutely. and we're all going to work together to push that content out. So we're just happy to be, you know, tag teaming with these guys now with 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 Apollo Houston and this conglomerate, and we're just hoping that you know we can continue to to lift each other up and and lift all the all the podcasts up. You know that knowing that you know we're all just trying to do the best that we can to put our put our best foot forward and succeed as as our podcast show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, it's going to be on YouTube, it's going to be everywhere uh video video wise we're gonna be uploading a lot more videos so just be on the be on the lookout for that give us uh just give us a subscribe hit that smash that subscribe button on youtube please that would be nice yeah. uh, to get our to get our uh subscribers up uh we, like i said we're gonna continue to push more content and it won't just be podcast uh 
it won't just be podcast uh, videos. We're going to be pushing out other content too. Just wait and see. It's going to be very exciting stuff. We are so excited to get that done. But GM, uh, is there anything that you have to, anything left to say in regards to, uh, you know, kind of transitioning ourselves into Apollo Media or are we good now? No, I'm just, we will still be doing the same thing. We will still be throwing events whenever we can. Anytime. Whenever that possibility presents itself. Yes, sir. We will always try to cultivate rockets the rockets community getting together and having fun in any shape or form and that's all we want we just want everybody to be under one umbrella to have fun enjoy and you know everybody getting together and let's all just be a happy family yeah, right? that would be that. That would be the that would be the proper <laughs> idea, right? Well, if only it was. If only it was truly like that. You know, Rockets Twitter is in itself. Oh, no. you, got, you got the you got the Ben Carroll busting, obviously, and the and the Jabari jungle. That's one thing. <laughs> but okay, absolutely great stuff in regards to that. Uh, once again, we're joined. We joined Apollo, and just a quick summarize, quick summarization. We joined Apollo uh, Media and Apollo Houston. We're gonna pump out more video content as we speak, but we're keeping our podcast. It's exactly the same. Some state of mind is still exactly the same. Um, hosting parties is still going to happen and we just appreciate it and honestly would not have happened if you guys didn't give us smash those smash those downloads and getting us a hundred you know hundreds of downloads per episode which would truly truly appreciate it's a big thanks to y'all and you know we got all the way to episode 100 exciting stuff wow we are still alive i have not strangled the gm this is wonderful 100 episodes in kind of kind of crazy right right i know seriously (laughs) so gm let's go ahead and move on now for the first uh topic of the day in regards to the houston rockets and i know that you wanted to be the one to discuss this so i'm going to all you it to you now what do you uh, what what is the first topic in regards to the houston rockets okay well if anyone that that is not on twitter or reads the athletic <clears throat> excuse me kelly Iko released an article stating about the rockets future and expectations for the next upcoming season there were things that were floated like eric gordon staying in houston which is okay to some people which isn't okay to some people you know and they're trying to keep him to bring a veteran leadership and to help improve the defense still because we were still one of the worst defenses like ever yeah <laughs> yeah it was, it was a very yeah, terrible defense. absolutely i don't even want to go into depth on that but yeah yeah but it, that's not just all you know obviously the christian wood enigma as some would say as the f- the big elephant in the room because if the rockets do end up drafting a Paolo Bencaro or Jabari Smith Jr at 3 where does that leave Christian Wood or if they end up drafting or sorry I don't mean to interrupt but even if they draft a Chet Holmgren that would make it even worse true it would yeah, be you've thought about that be, that would make it even worse yeah but i mean that Go might on. that'd be worse for Shangun that's just my opinion but anyways in regards to Christian Wood Kelly Iko reported that there is interest amongst teams with the idea of trading for a Christian Wood to bring them onto their squad. And I'm looking at Brado NBA. Shout out to our boy Brad. He has his Twitter up and he this is one of the trades that was floated on the athletic article where Houston would trade Christian Wood and pick 17 for Mason Plumlee, P.J. Washington, and pick number 13. Mm. And would that be a trade that I would say yes to? Absolutely, 100%. Um, if that opportunity was offered today, Raphael Stone should be picking up the phone so fast it doesn't even ring <laughs> to tell them yes. The but, I'm not, but that's not because of this strong dislike for Christian Wood. On the contrary, I don't think that he is a bad player he's extremely talented it's just a matter of the fit and whether he can fit in the way that he needs to fit as a piece around a Jalen and kpj the way he played it didn't say so much right Mm -hmm. especially with the way he would dominate the ball um that's why i was always a huge proponent for pj washington yeah being being from charlotte yeah you want that you well Mm -hmm. that was the one Mm -hmm. trade that we were always kind of hoping that was going to take place and wanting. Yeah. And it's actually even a, it's a viable, 
if we're talking like in terms of like trade scenarios for them, because I know that there is he has garnered interest. There has been interest around the league to get a Christian Wood. There's been not even just that Kelly Echo report. Now there's actually been multiple reports now saying that mm-hmm. coming out that the Rockets are listening to offers in regards to Christian Wood. I think the Rockets would be crazy not to, yeah, to at least entertain offers and take a look at it. I would I would revisit the the Christian Wood for PJ Washington trade along with pick number 13 and then just kind of not obviously it would not be straight up for Christian Wood you obviously have to attach more stuff to it on the Rockets end I would like to kind of see what they could do in regards to that and how far up uh how far well how far up uh Stone wants to you know go to get for a trade i think in my opinion now this is there's no there's no bearings to any of this isn't like oh based on what i heard no no no. yeah i just think in my opinion i think stone's gonna look to trade up from based on what i can see based on what i have read it just seems like that's the direction in which you're trying to trend i don't think i think 17 mm-hmm. is too low i think there's there are p- players that these guys that the Rockets team is scouting that they that are gonna get go a little higher yeah. in the draft. And is thirteen mm-hmm. high enough? Or are they gonna try to go a little higher mm-hmm. in regards to the lottery? Yeah. And you know, then you start thinking about how can this trade go down with 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 Christian Wood? Does, do, or does Jay Sean Tate have to be slapped along with him? Mm-hmm. Does does a future first round pick have to get slapped along with it? You know what? What exactly are we willing to give up in terms of Christian Wood? Mm-hmm. It won't, I don't think there is a trade out there for a lottery pick that it's just for Christian Wood straight up. I think that there's nothing- Every, everyone that's wishing that they trade Christian Wood for the number seven pick to Portland. Yes, yes, should understand that they're daydreaming. That's it's not probably happening. not happening. And it, and you know, as we all as fans tend to kind of like throw some shade towards Christian Wood. And then expect him to be worth the number seven is kind of dumb. Oh, yeah, but you, you know, yeah. that's, no, well, that's, that's just my opinion. I think that yeah, because to I want to piggyback on along what you were saying in regards to that because people were saying yeah, then that's the thing. Like, let's not get this twisted. Christian Wood, by all accounts, by all means, based purely on his talent alone, minus the attitude, minus the lack of work ethic, uh, minus some of his low IQ moments that he has in games phenomenally talented player probably one of the most talented bigs in the nba today i'm gonna be completely honest here this is even me someone who wasn't a big advocate of christian wood during the season either but let's not get let's not let's not you know let's not call the kettle black here this is this is just truly me being honest he's a very talented player the issues that that teams are having that issues that you know the teams may have with him is based around the attitude problems work ethic stuff like that like that is where the problems lie the, like i want to equate it similarly to kevin porter jr situation there's a reason why kevin porter jr was picked number 30 in the draft yeah there's a reason why mm-hmm. if we're going based solely on talent alone kpj is a top five pick it's just on talent yeah, and just a, on talent there's a alone. reason why christian wood was undrafted he went undrafted and if anyone remembers the maury regime signed him <laughs> as an undrafted free agent <laughs> they truly did so former rocket christian wood became a current rocket christian Wood. who could potentially be another former rocket unless i'm wrong and, and then that deal fell through but i just remember Woj posting that right after the draft but you no know, no you're right knows? no you were right you were right and i think i think just in regards to a christian wood trade i think i think a viable option for a trade would to be to revisit charlotte i, st- I think charlotte still at the end of the day is a great fit and i to get to, to play devil's advocate for you on the other end of of the portland deal I don't see them trading number seven, obviously just for Christian Wood straight up, but I can see them dangling something for that seven pick just because I think about it from Dame think about it from Dame's perspective. Do you think Damian Lillard's gonna want to try to try to coach up another rookie? To try mm-hmm. to wait for another rookie to find his bearings? Does yeah. he want that or does he wanna play with someone who kinda already understands the game and and obviously has like not a not a vet vet, but like someone who's also obviously still young enough to be coachable, mm-hmm. but still consider a vet to a degree. And that is what Christian Wood checks those boxes. I mean, let's just be real here. He does check those boxes. So, and he's he's available. So there's not a player of that cal- of that type of caliber talent yeah. that is available right now. Yeah, but it also just depends on how highly they value him. Yeah, but that's the, the thing, sense, yeah. yeah. But I just don't think, but I just, I just don't see Damian Lillard 
having the patience to want to wait. Oh, of course not. You know, um, for a number seven pick and like, okay, let's let's give this oh, let's give this another two years here. Let's yeah. let's develop this guy. No, mm-hmm. Damien ain't got Dame's like, yo, I ain't got time for that. I'm putting my hand on my wrist. I ain't got time for that. Dame, Dame time, time has no time. Yeah, Dame time has no time for that. We're out of time. So <laughs> getting up back in time. Back to the future. Um but you know that's just I, I think that's just how the the cards are are playing out. Yeah. Um it's trending in, di- in a direction to which wouldn't may not be here at the start of next season. There's that. I mean, I, there, I, there, 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 the possibility is there now. The possibility. They're, they're kind of floating the idea because I think they're just trying to gauge interest from the league. Of course. Maybe there's Honestly, a little bit a bad, of leakage in the sense of like they gave some info to Kelly and run with that and see what, see what happens. happens, right? <laughs> so who knows? I don't know if the Rockets are desperate to trade him. I wouldn't be. But at the same time... It's just all a matter of whether Christian Wood is willing to dive in and buy in to being like a second, third fiddle to the likes of a uh, Jalen Green, KPJ, Jabari Smith Jr. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> it's most likely going to be Bal- Palo Bancaro, guys. Don't worry. Hey, dude, it's okay. I mean, I was watching a mock draft today that said Palo Bancaro could be drafted number one. So who knows? Anything can happen between now and June 23rd, and I'm cool with that. Um. That's in regards to you, though. Like, like yeah. th- th- people say, "Oh, a mock board, like he can mm-hmm. go number one." Yeah, that's true. I could also be a doctor. I could go into school. And true. Touche. Well, I do Touché. it. Touche. No. Touche. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, dude. It, it, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Talking is a lot easier yeah, than mock boards. doing. These Touché. are called mock boards for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, you know. And even then, people even saw that there was floated around what like Houston 17th pick for San Antonio's 20 and 25. I mean, I saw that. I might yeah. do it. But also at the same time, there's there's squeezing of roster spots. You'd have to do addition by subtraction. Addition by subtraction. There it is. Sorry, I can't even talk anymore. I don't even know why I do a podcast anymore. I, don't I know should why obviously be I don't replaced. Know why I don't know why you do a podcast. Honestly, you're just here now. But <laughs> self-deprecation. Just right. call me Dusty Rhodes. I prom- I promo just like him, baby. But anyways, um, a part of me. I looked into it today. I was watching film on a Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Mm. And if you, you were see? to be available, you know, in the sense of like 20 or 25, maybe I would, you know, because I think that the way he plays, there's a lot of potential there in the sense of what he brings as a player. So <laughs> he, d- defensively, the guy's long. He's very quick laterally, quick yeah. feet, instinctive, plays the passing lanes very, very well. So that's someone that you would want in regards to like the like the twentieth or the twenty fifth, like if he drops. Yes, if absolutely. he's there. Okay. I mean, there, I've seen some mock at. drafts where they said that the, he would be drafted at seventeen. I just don't know if teams value him that high. There's a lot of talent in this draft in the sense of the same tier. It doesn't mean it's high end talent. It just means that there's a lot of talent that's amongst the same tier. So, for example, if the Rockets were to view, hypothetically speaking, at 17, correct, they view Marjan Bochamp or Tari Eason, even though I don't know if Tari Eason will last to us at 17. I doubt it. He's a little little too valuable. But if they they view like a Marjan Bochamp and a Jalen Williams as the same tier, similar value, then I don't see why the Rockets wouldn't trade down for more assets in the sense of trying to get him later on mm-hmm. and bringing in additional pieces for the future in the sense of future drafts down the line. That's just me, though. Um, I would be open to that. When I was telling you later, or not later, before that I was willing to trade out as well, which I'm still okay with. This all varies based on value. But what I'm saying is that there is certainly value in Jalen Williams. And his shot is very good mechanics. He might start a little low, though, but his his release is very quick. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching that film, I was just like, man, I can totally utilize some of the moves that he uses and, and bring it to my own game. Yeah, right? So yeah. You can just definitely learn, learn, <laughs> learn how to play in that sense. There you go. But, you know, in, but that, I'm just speaking in the sense of, small things here or there mm-hmm. we don't know what the front office is thinking but 17 there's so many possibilities what we can do trading up or trading down and we're going to hear a lot of rumors 
from now on until the 23rd of June. And who knows what's going to happen on the 23rd of June, man. All I can tell you is that I am just very excited and ready for it to happen. Because mm-hmm. once that day comes, it's going to be a great day. Because Jabari Smith Jr., Paula Bencaro will be a Houston Rocket. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it just in, in regards to what you were just trying to say, if I could just break this down for a moment. I think at the end of the day... Um, Stone that that whole front office they they have a they have a pick of players that they want they have a, a pool of these types of players that they probably think is going to be worth that pick at seventeen or slightly higher that's you know that obviously it's not going to be fetchable mm-hmm. um, they have an X amount of players that they're probably going to want in this draft they're going to probably they're going to exhaust all options to see what they can do to move up in the draft to guarantee one of these assets obviously you know there's because I'm going to tell you right now like I guarantee you there's going to be a board there's going to be in the war room there's a board and you know obviously you're going to when with the third pick it's it's easy because you have mm-hmm. you know what you want yeah when you get to 17 it gets a little it gets a little blurry so like they're going to have like these guys so let's say Tari Easton's like number tops there and they're hearing Tari Easton's going to go for the 13th pick or the 14th pick like there's there's rumblings like that they that they're that he's going to go for, for that so at that point they're going to try to exhaust those options to see if they can trade up to get him if if they really want him and it just depends on highly they value these pool of players mm-hmm. that they want or can they or it's like okay is the third guy on the board is available at 17 so it's like okay is the third guy in the you know when what's the talent yeah. and where's the talent mm-hmm. you know between the two so i think that's just how it how it needs to be looked at the possibility of trading out obviously can still happen i, I just i i feel it in my loins just based on what i based on what i'm seeing and based on what i am um Unless, they, like I said, unless they have a player that they want that falls to them at 17. But I can just see, I can see them exhausting all options to see what they need to do to possibly trade up back into the lottery. Yeah, th- think, think about it. You know, like this year, oh, not sorry, this year, the 2021 draft, the Rockets had Alperin Shangun number six on their on their draft board. Mm-hmm. They traded up to get him at 16. So think about it like that. Yeah, that's what, I was, yeah that's yeah, what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, like it's all about the value of what they see. Yeah. yeah, I just think that at the end of the day, no matter what is going to end up happening here, they, they uh, I was going to say more, Stone knows what he wants, Stone and that and that team and, and Fertitta, they know who they want, they just, they need to figure out whether or not, you know, the guys on their board are worth it to trade up, and if someone that's going to drop in 17, one of those players that they do want is worth that value enough to where they can just stand pat and not trade any assets away. Yeah, yeah. So it's up to them. There, there's so much here. And, and and it's just a reminder of how hard this job is. We, we, me and the GM, like, you know, we're, we're a podcast. We're, 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 we're pseudo media to a degree. And... And, and you know, rock, you have a ton of fans, mm-hmm. and everyone tries to play God. Everyone tries to play yeah. GM. And it, it just goes to show you that it's just not as easy as, okay, we can trade this piece for this piece. No, there's there's salaries. There's contracts. There's so much, like, it's not a black and white scenario. There's mm-hmm. so many different hoops you have to jump through, so many different things you have to think about. Because, like, I'm breaking this down as, like, clearly as possible. But even me trying to do all these mental gymnastics in my head, it's very, very hard. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you know, it's the ball is in Stone's court. And whatever happens from here on in is it's it's up to him. I'm gonna trust whatever he whatever he decides to do, whether it's trading out, staying pat, getting someone who's available at 17, or trading up and dangling someone like a Christian Wood. If he needs to do it, so be it. You know, at number 17 is number 17 and Christian Wood enough to get number 13 and PJ Washington? Maybe there's a possibility. Maybe Charlotte values someone at 17 higher mm-hmm. than we value someone at 17. So you know there is that it's possibility. True. True, it true. is there. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think. All the speculation is going to lead up into the draft day. No trades, I guarantee y'all right now. I'm like 95% sure no major trades going to happen before draft day. Draft day is where any deals go down. There's nothing like, oh, you know, the 13th pick is going to get traded before mm-hmm. the 17th pick. Like, for the 17th pick, like, I mean, five days before Some the trades draft. can be agreed on, but they're, but they're just not. Yeah, we they're, won't they're, hear they're, anything. They're, they're not announced. Yeah, you, won't, you won't get any announcements yeah. until draft day itself. So, we'll see what ends up happening there. Yeah, GM. I just want to go into our last segment before we obviously move on to the giant meat and potatoes of this entire episode, which is obviously, we didn't even get to shout this out in the beginning, but yes, Randy McElvoy is going to meet us at the summit. We're so excited uh, to get him on. We're going to we're gonna talk about this in just one minute, but I want to talk about the, the, the last segment, obviously, and it's just, I just want to touch up a little bit. Um, apologies, first of all, to all of our listeners. We literally, on purpose, did not release another episode last week. 
uh, we released the John Jordan episode, and that was literally it. We mm-hmm. we made it a point that we weren't going to post another episode because of the fact that we were transitioning out. So you, you guys now know you're pulling the curtain back. We did this on purpose. So you know, once everything got clean and turned over, we were able to get this get this episode out, which we're very appreciative of. So. I just want to touch up real quick on this Jalen Green and in regards to Bill Simmons. I thought it was a great interview. Um, in my opinion, it was definitely PR on both ways, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's positive PR going both ways. So I I have nothing to agree with it. It doesn't change my outlook on Bill Simmons whatsoever. But mm-hmm. I thought it was a great interview. I just want to I just want to touch up in regards to uh, one thing that stood out to me in regards to Jalen Green in that interview was the fact that he talked about he, he weighs. I mean. My man weighs like a little under 200 like soaking wet. Like let's I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you here. His goal, he said his goal was to gain about 10 to 15 pounds worth of muscle. I just want to I just want to talk about that and how I felt in regards to that. I think it's great that he wants to add the muscle, but I thought Bill Simmons actually made a very 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 great point into what he said that you don't want to add too much muscle because what it's going to do is it's going to kind of remove the the quick twitch that that Jalen Green has and it can remove some of the quickness. You don't want to add on too much muscle mass which i totally Mm -hmm. get i think in my opinion now granted this isn't going to be as dramatic as a uh as a this is going to be as dramatic as this other guy that i'm going to speak of but it's it's just the way that i feel so remember on the last dance when michael jordan said okay you know i gotta i gotta bulk up i gotta gain muscle to beat the detroit pistons Mm -hmm. he had incentive he had incentive because he knew he was gonna. He could if he can get past the Pistons, he can win the finals. So you know, the, so his his trainer said that they they added five pounds of muscle. So they got they started at two hundred and then they got all the way up to two fifteen and they added five pounds of extra muscle. I dived more into research on that, and they ended up they what what they ended up saying was is that he gains five pounds worth of muscle and every after every five pounds he would do a few scrimmages to see how his body would react and see if the explosiveness the quickness is still there. Mm-hmm. And they kept adding five pounds and he said the max was two fifteen and once they hit two fifteen they felt he didn't lose any explosiveness he didn't lose any quickness he didn't lose any of his quick twitch and all of it stayed but then the muscle mass is what added it so he can be the one to kind of dish out that pain that's exactly the way i'm feeling in regards to jalen green just because he has a similar body mm-hmm. body type to michael jordan yeah i would like for him to do that i would like for him to do five pounds of muscle at a time and mm-hmm. he said 10 or 15 so like my idea is like okay Add five pounds. See where your body's at. See how your see how your your movement on your legs are reacting, and how fast you're how how fast you're moving to yeah. see if it's affecting it. And if you feel like maybe ten pounds in, it's a little too much, then you may, you may have to drop a little bit of weight. So you know, there's just like, things in regards to that. But I think that it's great that he wants to add this muscle mass. But I just want him to be careful as well. I don't want him to add so much right away yeah. at 20 years old of course how did you feel in regards to the that that was my take that was one of my big takeaways listening to that but what else what did you think in regards to that uh the bill simmons interview i thought it was great pr for jalen you know being able to do that interview especially all the negative pub that bill simmons did receive and bill simmons also was gonna get some good pub as well to kind of like save his ass in regards to what he said about jalen green the NBA itself probably isn't a fan of him after what he did, but oh, Jalen, it, it shows a lot of Jalen Green's character accepting that interview and being so gracious. Such a nice guy. And not being, you know, I wouldn't say being a dick to Bill Simmons because Bill Simmons was a dick to him inadvertently. Not inadvertently, but second secondhand, right? Yeah. But in regards to the weight gain thing, I think it's you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, the Michael Jordan thinks I didn't even know that part about the five pounds and let's yeah. go again, five pounds, go again. I think that's a great thing and it's a great idea in the scheme of giving Jalen the opportunity to absorb more punishment. And you could see that the guy was driving to the lane a lot this year. He didn't get as many foul calls. Towards the end of the year, he started to get a little bit more. But I think as his years go on, he'll start to earn more respect with the refs and they'll start calling a bit more. They see that he's also putting in that work. Also, Houston, plethora of food. So come on. It should be easy to gain weight here, whether it's good weight or bad weight. It's got to be muscle weight, my yeah, guy. Yeah, there's a lot of good food here. And Jalen knows. He even said that on, yeah, in the interview, too. Yeah, he was like, too. like the food, man, the food. Yeah, the food I- is where it's at. So, I mean, we, we've lived here all our lives. And trust me, 
the GM is a little chubster, but uh, it's because he loves <laughs> he, he loves H Town food, baby. Yes, but, it's true. You know, it, that, that's the thing, and just in the whole grand scheme, obviously, what they they he even revealed that the, that the Rockets did ask. Yeah, what he want, his opinion what, yeah. on the third overall pick. So cool. He didn't say any names. Of didn't course. give any idea or inkling. But who knows what he said? But all we can say is that that's cool that they showed how important that they view him to ask his opinion because I think that's a very big deal, especially excuse me to a future star player. So someone of that someone of that caliber to kind of prove that to show how much he means to that franchise you know i, I thought when i first when it, when i heard that i was like man that is so that's so cool mm-hmm. that he's already kind of garnered that respect within the organization yeah i think that's really like awesome and i i'm i'm pretty i have a good idea of, of who he probably wants i'm not gonna say it but I, I i think i have an idea of who he wants but like like jalen i'm not gonna say it but <laughs> i'm just gonna just say in regards to that like i just I, the interview as a whole was great uh, Jalen Green is uh, is highly valued within the Rockets organization. It's obvious that they see him as that cornerstone, and I think it absolutely fits him. And you know, another standout thing, the last standout thing I saw was that he wants to average between twenty and twenty five. I think my man can do that with his eyes closed. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, he'll have all the opportunities this year. I think he'll actually have more opportunities this coming season because he's going to be more established now than also um, if he's playing than, with Paolo Bencaro, who can help create better. He probably has better vision than Kevin Porter Jr. What is this, just, June, just saying. What is this June twenty fifth? With two days after the draft, shut your mouth. Dude. I said if oh, if no 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 don't start. Actually, the assist numbers could go up because he could just pass it to Jabari Smith Jr. for three multiple times. I'm just saying. That's another option, too. Just saying. But <laughs> in regards to that, uh, that's so that's pretty much that, that's going to wrap up in terms of of all the Rockets talk here. Obviously, the Christian Wood thing was obviously such a huge deal. Jalen Green uh, interview was, was good, too. Apologies that we weren't able to pump out this this content a little sooner. But like I said a little earlier, there was obviously a reason for that. And... We're going to go ahead and transition into the best part of this episode and just getting such an uh, the highest of honors to get Randy McElvoy um, on our podcast. Basically, when you when we transition into this after our uh, ad break, you're going to kind of just kind of get to know uh, Randy McElvoy a little bit and how long he's worked in the city of Houston. It was such a great interview, such an honor. He's such a legend in the city of Houston. Like he's been he's been here on the ups and downs. He grew up here. He he gave us such great uh, stories in regards to the Rockets. He actually also gave great insight in regards to the Rockets uh, this past season and the draft as well. He gave us great insight in regards to that and it's just someone who is highly respected in this media houston sports media industry and i just think it was such an honor to have him on and you know that's an that's that's enough of myself and the gm talking we're gonna lob it up here to our interview with randy freaking mcelvoy freaking legend in the city of houston from channel 2 nbc uh, the sports manager there. It's big time stuff going on here at the Summit State of Mind. So there was so much to unpack here this episode, and we're gonna go ahead and all oop it to our interview to Randy McAvoy right now. Jam, before I all oop it though, any last words to say here before we move on? Just want to thank you again to everyone for supporting us. Obviously, this is episode 100. It's extremely humbling that we've made it this far, and that people care enough to absorb our content and listen to us hang out with us at our parties interact with us on twitter instagram just want to say thank you thank you thank you it means the world to us we truly 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 do appreciate it and you know so if anyone has how can i say this no wait i lost my train of thought no let me say this rate us five stars on Apple, Spotify, Good Pods, as we are, we were what the the number f- two indie basketball podcast on Good Pods, the number four rated basketball podcast over there. So, thank you to everybody. We were the number four rated indie podcast for a whole month, for the whole month. So, shout out to everyone that supports us over there. Follow me, JP underscore. Mirabueno, M-I-R-A-B-U-E-N-O, on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Summit, S-O-M-Pod. 
and on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore pod 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 yeah yeah <laughs> okay awesome stuff uh yeah give give me a follow as well uh at summit commission on twitter uh s-u-m-m-i-t-c-o-m-m-i-s-h uh we appreciate y'all thank you so much for uh like i said episode 100 we really truly appreciate it we would not have gotten this far if it wasn't for y'all uh truly truly humbling that that we've gotten this far and uh cheers to 100 and cheers to uh, 100 more so that's enough of us talking we're gonna lob it up here right now to Randy McElvoy. Great interview with an even uh, with a, just a great interview with a, a great sports media uh, guy here in Houston, but an even better person. Uh, meeting such an honor to get to interview him at the summit. So we're gonna go ahead and transition here to a quick ad break, and we will be right back with Randy McElvoy at the summit. State of mind. Have you thought about grabbing a meal on the go? Needing a meal in smoothie form. How about grabbing an acai bowl from Rush Bowls? They have plenty of options for those that are looking for a great, healthy meal. There's a bowl that I usually get from there. It's called the Yoga Bowl. It's blended with mango, pineapple, banana, matcha, froyo, and your choice of dairy or non-dairy milk. I usually get oat milk, but that's just my personal preference. It's topped with granola, chia seeds, bananas, and honey. I even like to include their in-house peanut butter. It is delightful. Trust me, guys. They even have deals all throughout the week, Dog on Mondays, where you get a free Bow Wow Bowl for your dog with any purchase of a bowl, or Wellness Wednesdays gets you $2 off any wellness bowls or smoothies. So if you're craving a nice, healthy, and light meal, us at the Summit highly suggest visiting rush bowls and grabbing yourself a delicious acai bowl it is the best acai bowl in houston so be sure to follow them on instagram at rush bowls houston let me repeat at rush bowls houston and visit them at their location 6001 washington avenue number suite 200 Houston, Texas. Make sure to mention that the Summit State of Mind sent you because if you do, you will be receiving 33% off your bowl. So let me repeat that. Mention the Summit State of Mind and you will receive 33% off your bowl. So all right, everybody, go on, get out there, and feed that healthy body of yours. Hey, it's Matt Thomas, radio voice of the Houston Rockets. If you're not listening to Summit State of Mind, you're not a Rockets fan. Booyah. What's going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast, Dream Shakes and Step Backs, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. Of course, with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. And I'm telling you right now, we have such a great uh, interview, a great episode in store for you all today. This man... I cannot give this man his flowers enough. He's such a legend. I've been watching him on TV since I, let's see, I was 10, maybe. You were kids. Definitely kids. Since I was a kid. (laughs) So this goes to show you, and I'm almost 30. So this just goes to show you how long I've been. I've been watching this man. He's just such a legend in Houston. I've been known for intros. I just want to be able to give it to this man properly. He is the sports director of KPRC Channel 2 NBC and has been since 2004. He is a legend in the entire city of Houston, introducing for the first time in our show, Randy McElvoy at the summit. Randy, how are you doing today? Guys, how are you, man? What an introduction, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Makes me feel old, though. You know, you guys have been watching a lot. <laughs> I realize no, that. Never. Thanks for having me on talking some Rockets, man. <laughs> well, we just appreciate the opportunity once again just to get you on and just to, just to get to talk to you, you know, because we, we were able to meet at the OBL, which was awesome. And yeah. I, just a fun fact, you know, we were both doing the OBL and my brother was there. And then I, I nudged my brother and I'm like, hey, that's Randy McElvoy. <laughs> let's, go, let's go say hi let's go say hi so that was he was one, just a little great nervous. event though man that was a really cool event i'm glad i went out there just uh to, to see kind of what tracy mcgrady was up to mm-hmm. and uh they've made stops since we ran into each other there they've already made st- several stops i think chicago a couple other cities so it sounds like it's off and running and that that's gonna be a really cool thing to see develop oh yeah absolutely like it was a it was a wonderful event to bring people together you know it allowed 
players from everywhere to kind of showcase themselves. And a little fun fact, we were able to even interview Houston's OBL winner, John Jordan. And, you know, he was just a, a wonderful human being to speak to. So that was awesome. Yeah, the, the endurance these guys have to have with all those one-on-one games. Uh, I, I interviewed a couple of guys too after their first match. They said, "I got to get some rest. I've got like four more, four more one-on-ones left today." And I was like, "Man, how are you going to hold up?" <laughs> but uh, it's it's a really cool concept, and I, I think Tracy is right on when he said it's going to really bring in a lot of attention. And uh, so far, so good. And I think you're going to see a women's division develop as well. I think down the road. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in terms of that. We're kind of seeing it at its infancy too. And just kind of see that shape and grow. Cause I think they're going to be in New York this weekend. So they just, they just finished Atlanta and Chicago. So now they're going to be in New York. So shout out to the OBL one time. I know that they're continuing to do great things. And I know that the overall winner is going to be in July in Las Vegas. So be sure to check that out as we continue forward, but let's circle back to you, Randy. Look, you've, you've worked for, 18 years as sports director in Houston. What has the overall experience been like just being able to cover all things Houston sports? It's been, uh, it's been really a dream come true. I mean, I grew up here in Houston. So when I had the opportunity back in Florida to come back, it was like, man, I was at a really great job that I loved up in Dallas-Fort Worth. I worked for uh, Fox Sportsnet Southwest Net- Regional Network. Um, that was – I thought I would be there forever and had no plans to leave. But um, – you know, when your hometown has an opportunity, you, you, you jump on it, at least most people do, and I certainly did. And I grew up in, here in the area, just literally five minutes down the street from Channel 2. So, uh, no, it's been an unbelievable experience. I've, I've gotten to cover – yeah, I can't believe it's been 18 years already here. But um, so many things, cool things we've, we've gotten to cover. I mean, uh, you know, there's been some bad seasons for our sports teams, and uh, there's been some good ones. Um, but I've, uh, the, the amount of events I get to cover and just the cool stories that are out there, telling the stories around H-Town, you know, whether it's Rockets or any of our other professional teams, college teams, high schools, uh, it keeps us busy. There's no doubt about it. There's never a slow, slow day or a slow time of the year, it seems like. But, man, it's been a lot of fun, uh, you know, covering the teams that I grew up watching and going to games. I spent many, many uh, nights at the uh, summit watching, going to the Rockets games growing up. And, uh, and obviously, they're no longer there at that facility, but still the, the team is front and center in this city. Seriously, like the, the summit. That's exactly what the name of our podcast is. So I just yeah, love I the fact that you are, you are able to, <laughs> to, to kind of squeeze that in there. But yeah, the experiences and, and we're talking lows. We're talking some serious lows in terms of like the, some in terms of like the three teams. But talking about the highs, the highest of highs. I mean, the 2017 Houston Astros obviously was probably one of the bigger yeah. stories. No right. No doubt. When they when they you know get back to the World Series and win it, because uh, when I got here in 04, they were in the midst of a pretty good season, you know, went to the NLCS and in 05, they went to the world series, obviously. And that was a blast first ever, uh, but they got swept. So the result wasn't good, but uh, you know, they came back, had some really bad seasons and a uh, hundred plus lost seasons. But uh, that 2017 year was special being there in Los Angeles when they clinched on the field was, uh, you know, definitely uh, something you'll never, you know, I'll never forget for sure. Uh, and what it meant for the city. And, uh, but man, when all the teams win, uh, you know, there's pro sports, it's a, it's roller coaster. You're going to have good years and bad years, hopefully more good ones, but uh, those are a lot of fun to cover. I tell you, in same stretch, we had all these good Rockets teams uh, going with James Harden and the guys making it to the Western conference finals and, and uh, just fell a little bit short. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wonderful thing about Houston, even when the team is good or bad is that, the fans will always support. And I think about us, like we're the ones doing a Houston Rockets podcast and they went about what, 25, 26 games this year. Some people thought we were crazy, but I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, that is our team win or lose. We will always support them and we can always find something positive. So, you know, like Kenny stated with the highs and the lows that come along, it, I think that's what makes the ride the best is that when you experience it all, when they, when you hit the highs, it's like there's nothing like it. It's extremely euphoric right. almost. No, you're you're right, and especially when you have uh, what I like to see, and, and you see it on all all different teams. Is uh, Astros had it when they were losing, but it had we had mm-hmm. the young Jose Altuve come through, and some of these young players 
watching their growth. Rockets are going through it right now with, you know, Jalen Green and some of these other young guys on the team. Uh, and you saw the improvement during the course of the year. And hopefully that carries into next year and the year after. Uh, that's what I like seeing. And it makes those difficult years a little easier to tolerate, you know. Right, right? <laughs> that's true. It's true. Okay, if you've got some stars in place, it's like, okay, flip side is, all right, they're losing. But, you know, we're seeing the future, uh, mm-hmm. you know, bookends, if you will, of the uh, franchise, the cornerstones of the franchise. And uh, good days are ahead. And you're, you're seeing the early days of it, watching these guys really develop their skills. It's actually perfect segue that you said that because I was actually going to ask you, you know, what was it like? Because you, like you said, you covered the days of that James Harden era of eight years worth of just constantly contending teams, especially culminating in that one year with Chris Paul in 2017, 2018, where we were just almost there. Mm. But like, from I know, right. But from then to like now, like what was your overall experience just kind of covering them this season, obviously like the second year of the, the full on rebuild. Yeah. It's a, it gets basically for me, it's getting to know some of the players and I'm not out there every single day. Um, but, but, but around covering the team and then going to games, I get a chance to go to some games as a, as a fan. But obviously, I've got my eyes out because I'm, I'm with what I do every day. Um, you know, it's different. I'm I'm a big fan of Stephen Silas, uh, and I really feel like and I've and I've got the chance to get to know Stephen. I've sat down with him a few times for interviews and uh, just one on one settings, and I, I just think he's a great fit for where they are right now, and I think he. People just have to be patient with him. I, I, I think he, he got in with a very young team. He you know, saw what happened in his first year. He didn't know, really know what half his roster was going to be. They ended up losing Harden. And, um, and now he's got a, young guys they are trying to, to mold. Uh, I think it's all about patience. But I think we saw progress. We saw a team that contended, uh, not every night, but uh, more often than not. And uh, I just think he's a good fit. I think he resonates with the players. I think the players respect him. Um, and I, I, I hope the patience level goes all the way up to the upper management of the Rockets. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily look at wins and losses, even this coming year. I mean, you might not – hopefully you're going to see progress. I think we need to see progress in the win column. Mm-hmm. Uh, but will they be a playoff team this coming year? You know, Probably not, but it depends what else they do, what other moves they make. They could turn into one. Um, but I think the year after is definitely going to be the year. So I just hope they stay with Stephen Silas because I think he and his staff, and I know he'll get a, new, a couple of new pieces on his staff now coming in. It mm-hmm. sounds like they made some changes, but uh, I think he's a good fit, man. And I'm getting, getting to know some of these guys. And uh, I just I like the attitude they've got. It's a, they got a few vets in there to kind of mix up with the young guys, which is critical to kind of teach them the ropes, but man, watching Jalen green really take off this season, because I don't know about you guys, but I I wasn't wowed by him early in the year. I was like, okay, he's pretty good, but man, he's got, you know, shot problem. He's got to correct, but man, he Mm -hmm. got in the lab, man, and got the work and uh, uh, it paid off. That shot paid off. And uh, you really saw the dividends come back. In that second half of the season, I don't know what his second half numbers were, but I know they're impressive. But uh, definitely elevated his game and to a new level in that second half of the season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I like how you mentioned uh, Stephen Silas um, because at the end of the day, his first year he, when he arrived, he he, he arrived here to coach James Harden, Christian right. Wood, maybe Russell Westbrook. So at least that whole first year, we all kind of punted that. You know, once mm-hmm. James Harden was gone, let's give him a shot this year. It's more so along the lines of letting the team grow. But so that's why for this season, upcoming season, I believe that this is where we get to see what Steven Silas really has in the bag in terms of offense. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. And also, you know, like you said, like the two assistant coaches, like hopefully they hire um, one of my personal favorites from RGV, Coach Mahmoud um, Abdel-Fatah, the head coach over there that won the, the championship. We're hoping that I personally, I'm hoping that he gets hired as well. And who knows yep. what also comes in with this upcoming draft with the third pick and maybe yeah. the 17th pick, who knows, but we'll see. I'm, I'm personally just very, very excited to see what happens. Yeah, I am too. It's just, uh, you know, the first year, not only did you not know the roster, but you're coming off COVID season, still protocol. Mm-hmm. Everything was just kind of out of whack. And um, you almost like to race that season because of just the chaos, the uncertainty. 
Absolutely. Uh, and this, this year it was kind of the first, you know, for the most part this season they had full go and, but a young team and uh, just, just as long as they're taking steps, that's what you want. You don't want them to become stagnant. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to take steps in the right direction. How fast that will happen. I don't know. We're going to find out this year. Um, and, but I'm with you. I'm excited about these picks, especially number three. Um, I think they'll hold on to it. I don't think that's going to be a, something, you know, I know, Rafael kind of hinted at uh, that, you know, potentially could trade it, whatever. I think it's mm. GM speak, but uh, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. <laughs> you got to make that thing, man. And uh, mm-hmm. now, whether that player will be immediate uh, help or need a little growth, you know, good mm-hmm. chance there it'll be a little learning curve there, but it'll be a good talent, whoever it is, with the projected three guys you can choose from, really. I have it's it's so funny that you say that because all over the, this Rockets fandom on Rockets Twitter, you have the list. The, oh, there's the three players, right? There's the big three that are going to come out of this draft. It's Chet Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro, and Jabari Smith Jr. And you have uh, mm-hmm. Chet's cheetahs or Chet's children or whatever, like like the fan base. And then you have the fan base of uh, the Bancaro boat, Bancaro's bus. And then you have <laughs> the Jabari jungle. So I have to ask you, Randy, if the third overall pick fell in, if, well, obviously, you know, it's the third overall pick, so we don't really technically have a choice. But right. if you if you were able to kind of tap into any, any of those three players and how they kind of progressed throughout their college season, um, who would be the first on your mock board for, for the Rockets to take? That's a good question. We actually talked about that on our Sunday night show, Sports Sunday, just when you're looking at uh, now that they have these picks, people want to know, well, who are the options? And, I mean, you look at all the mock drafts out there. You guys look at them all the time, too. It's those three names you mentioned. And uh, there might be some guys that creep up. Who knows between now and then draft. But uh, I think pretty much those are the three that have really separated themselves. And um, I've seen a little bit of all three, not a lot. Uh, but I've read up on all three of them and just kind of done some background on all three. And I, the one that intrigues me the most, to be honest with you, is uh, Bancaro. I, I just I, I really think that he would be a fit here. Uh, I like his game. Um, I like his upside. I like where it is right now. Um, and Chet Holmgren, man, it just doesn't. I, he looks real frail to me. It's a common thought with everybody. The first thing that comes to mind is, no, this guy might have some skills, man, but this guy's not going to hold up physically in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only like 195 pounds. Uh, so that that concerns me. Uh, Jabari Smith's good baller, too. I mean, he's a good player as well. But I, I think Ben Caro is a guy that I really, out of three, I hope mm-hmm. they land. That's the guy I want. I like that because uh, I'm on also the Bancaro, Bancaro boat as well. So good to know that we're on the same squad, Randy. Good. I, I like you. that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I must, I, I might have to go opposite of y'all because I'm in Jabari's jungle over here on this side, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just best on preference, but I just, I always tell people just cause I like Jabari doesn't mean I dislike Paolo. So, you know, to be honest, I'll take right. whoever, you know, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who I want. Whoever ends up donning that Rockets uniform is going to be that player for the future. He's going to be the tandem with Jalen Green, and I'm going to support whoever. And I think mm-hmm. all Rockets fans should, you know, should feel the same way, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they're going to want somebody that's the best fit. And, uh, I mean, I'm no scout. I mean, maybe Holmgren turns out to be the best guy of this three. Who knows? I, mm-hmm. I just the, – the, the eye test for me immediately is like, okay, he's not going to hold up. You know, and uh, – but I really like uh, I like the game that Bancaro brings to the floor. Obviously, I like the program he's coming from and the way they're taught over there. And uh, we'll see, man. Uh, I, I think he'd be a good fit. I could see him in a Rockets uniform, and I can see he and Jalen Green and company doing some damage. Well, all the mocks have him listed at number three, so he may very well if if the if the mocks hold up, he may very well be the one that drops the three. So, we'll, yes, we'll, it, yeah, it sounds like Jabari is kind of the odds-on favor right now, number one. Mm-hmm. What yeah. I've seen, so yeah, we'll see. Should be fun though, man. Can't Absolutely. wait for twenty third to get here. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. If 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 Chet gained like twenty or thirty more pounds, I guarantee you he'd be the number one pick. Oh, just under 200. It's like, come on, man. Come on, dude. You're seven foot one. but (laughs) Right. Okay. Randy, I appreciate it. Last question before we get ready to go home here. Look, you've covered Houston sports. You've covered the Houston Rockets, Texans, Astros, obviously everything. But in terms of the Houston Rockets, what's just your favorite memories in regards to them? Just anything that you covered, any stories, any favorite memories you have that stand out? 
Wow. Well, you know, covering the, uh, you know, back in the 94, 95 years, uh, I was still, that's what kind of, I started my TV career in 1989 in the Beaumont market. So I was still in Beaumont at the time, but fortunately we came over quite a bit just because only like an hour and a half up I 10. And so we would cover Houston sports quite a bit actually. And um, back then Oilers, Astros and Rockets. So covering a little bit of the championship teams. So obviously we weren't here every day, but uh, being a part of that was really cool. Um, anytime you get to see a championship come to your home city, man, it's like, that's awesome. Uh, most of my memories, to be honest with you, I mean, we had some good ones since I've been here last 18 years, no doubt covering these teams that with Harden and then that went to the, the Western conference finals. I, I was a big Dan Tony fan, loved his, his style. Um I was hit and miss with Harden. Uh, he had a great, you know, brought a great game to the floor. Just at times, I thought he was a little selfish, but that's just me. Uh, still, he brought a lot to the table. But those are you know, the battles with Golden State, man, for this, however many years that was. And um, just some really good series. That was some fun postseason runs uh, to cover with these guys. And uh, that was obviously when the Warriors were getting their streak going and uh, that's a lot of fun, but a lot of my memories were going like, and I mentioned earlier in our chat here, uh, my growing up here in Houston, my dad had uh, partial season tickets. So he, with his business partner, so we would get X amount of games a year. I forgot how many we got, but uh, man, I spent so many nights going to Rocky games growing up. That, that's my best memories. Uh, you know, Gene Peterson was the voice of the Rockets, just a legendary voice. They had Akeem, they had Ralph Sampson. Uh, back in the early days, I'd go to games, Rudy T, you know, Calvin Murphy. Uh, <laughs> I just felt it was a privilege to get to watch these guys play and uh, getting to know them now long after their career, careers have ended. Um, just some fun, fun times, man. When the Lakers would come through, I definitely remember I would always be fired mm. up when my dad got his allotment of tickets. I'd always keep my fingers crossed that the Lakers were in one of them. And they wasn't every year, but most of the time he got the Laker game. And so that was when Magic and everybody would come through town and Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Man, just the, that summit was rocking, man. And uh, I definitely have a lot of great memories of that. Uh, and one thing I do remember that I always thought was really cool is Gene Peterson. You know, he did the radio for the Rockets. But then mm, yeah. at home games, he would um, – also do the post-game show. I assume it was simulcasts on radio, but he would, during the break, he would pull out a chair mid-court and uh, he would be on the on the in-house mic as well. Uh, probably his radio broadcast, I'm guessing as well too, but within minutes of the game ending, a player would be right there on the court. And you just don't see it anymore, uh, wow. except on the TV broadcast, but... Uh, but they would bring out, and it might be, you know, it could be Akeem, could be, could have been any, anybody, and uh, player of the game. He'd interview him right there at midcourt for like three or four minutes for the whole crowd. You don't see that anymore. You usually just <laughs> no. see a quick one on TV. Definitely and, not. Yeah, definitely that's it. Not, yeah. Absolutely. Nothing like in-house either. But Gene Peterson would do that. That was really cool, man. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> no, I Absolutely. love it. such great like such great and, and it's mm -hmm. so it's so cool kind of just getting getting to hear that because it was before a little bit before our time but kind of just getting yeah. to see those memories because we actually had matt thomas on gosh like a month ago and he just had all you know awesome stories as well so oh yeah just, he went he grew up going to games so he probably had a bunch of them and then of course he ended up now calling the games and being uh, doing the pa voice for a little while uh yeah you kind of connect with him for sure and um you know, they had to move on, got a new arena, which I was very happy about. But uh, the Summit days were special, man. There's uh, When mm -hmm. you get to the Summit, I, I can't remember how many, what the seating capacity was at the Summit. But, you know, they would sell out a lot, man. And especially when the Lakers came to town or Celtics, teams like that, just like they do now. Uh, they sell tickets. And that place uh, was an electric atmosphere during the good days uh, of good Rockets basketball. That's all I ever hear. All I hear is like just the fondest memories of the summit. Like, that's, mm. and it's just so cool. And that's why it's such an honor that we, you know, we, when we found the namesake, well, we did, had discovered the namesake of our podcast. Like when we, when we made it up, we were like, okay, this is the perfect way to pay homage to the past. Oh, absolutely. Also, yeah. Well, yeah. also, you know, paying tribute to the future. So that was the whole mindset of the podcast. So we're just 
so glad that, you know, just to, to get this opportunity to interview you and just getting you on Randy McElvoy at the summit, Randy, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I want to roll off the red carpet for you now. Uh, anything that you want to say in regards to like, you know, where to follow you, where to find you. I mean, obviously I, everyone knows where to find you on channel two, obviously, but give them your, <laughs> give them your times one time. So people know. Well, first, uh, thanks for having me guys. And any, anytime happy to hop on with you guys. Um, it's always fun talking rockets, even in the off season, isn't it? And as, as difficult as the last couple of seasons have been when it comes to wins and losses, uh, you, you can see that light at the end of the tunnel because they are, they, they get some pieces in place and uh, it's going to be a fun summer with the draft. And uh, before we know it, this new season will get off and running this fall. Uh, yeah. You can find me obviously on KBRC channel two and on, I'm on uh, all the platforms, um, Twitter at KPRC two, Randy Mack, that's R E N D Y M C. And then, uh, I'm on Instagram, KPRC2, Randy McElvoy, same thing on Facebook. So we stay busy. Uh, we're trying to keep up whenever there's news. We deliver it either on social and, of course, on air as well and on our website, click2houston.com. But uh, a lot of rocket stuff, and uh, it's going to be a busy summer ahead, and it's going to be an exciting time when we find out who these picks are going to be in June. We have Absolutely. to get you. We got to get you back on following after the draft too. We've got mm -hmm. a little post-draft special, get you on and get your opinion. Yeah, anytime. Mm -hmm. Happy to come on with you guys. Appreciate it, Randy. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you Randy. so much, Randy. Randy McAvoy at the Summit. Thank you again, man. We appreciate it. You got it. The Summit. Life. The Summit.